In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Chrissy Teigen referred to Donald Trump as a pussy ass bitch. Look, he's a sick puppy. He, he shouldn't be. He shouldn't be there. Well, I lost half a day of skiing. I'm gonna punch him out. And I'm gonna go to jail. I'm gonna be happy. The Betches Sub Podcast. A speaker has not been elected. Hello, this is the Betches Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. I'm Amanda Duberman, the news director at Betches. I'm Elise Morales, a comedian and writer of the Betches Sup newsletter. And I'm Billy Tamaris, comedian and sub video contributor. Look at us working on Memorial Day, because that is absolutely 100% factually what we are doing right now. Yeah. No, this wasn't recorded ahead of time. <laughs> no, I certainly hope, although I am not crossing my fingers, that there is not some massive calamitous event over the long weekend uh, that makes you sign on and wonder, where are my gals? If that <laughs> happens, we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow on Tuesday. I'll assemble who I can if there is something worth reacting to. But today is a day off. It is Memorial Day. And as promised, you know, we've been asking you to send us some voicemail for a couple weeks now, letting that voice message inbox really fill up. I have had, Bridget and I have had such a time going through it. Uh, you're all perfect. There's literally not, <laughs> there actually, this is true. There is not, and I'm a harsh critic, there is not one voicemail in there that's a dud. So even if you don't hear it today, like all of them are amazing, informative, juicy, piping, some of them too piping. So you guys are <laughs> nailing it. Thank you very much. Great idea, Millie. Yes, I'm so glad to hear from you guys, and I'm so excited for today's episode. So we're just going to get right into it. We we promised to respond for some of your voicemails. There's really a range here, some asking for earnest advice, some are just hilarious anecdotes. That's what we wanted. Betcha's got range. You all have range. What was that email one that we got, or the Instagram one about sleeping with their boss? The oh, one from oh. Christmas? <laughs> Am I a bad feminist for sleeping with my boss? That one. Yeah. <laughs> for video chatting my boss. Oh, yes. That's, I mean, I don't know if she was a bad. I really, actually, honey, send us a voicemail. Yeah, send I us wanna a know. voicemail. Keep us posted. Keep us posted on that. All right. Let's start with our first voicemail for today. Hey, my name's Jessica. Um, I live in, a uh, unfortunately, in the district ran by Um. On top of her supporting a diner called Poopies, uh, Poopies. just like her views, um, during the last election, her son's daycare held a little, like, fake um, vote, and they all unanimously found her the winner, which I find kind of ironic because the Republican Party is constantly stating um, that we're indoctrinating our kids. And that almost sounded exactly like indoctrination to me. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's tough up here, but I'm going to do the good work. And um, I love you guys. You're amazing. And, yeah, thanks. Bye. Before you add your commentary, Lisa and Millie, I will let you know that we are going to have to bleep the name of that mm -hmm. member just because right. there's a, a daycare involved. Mm -hmm. But go right. off. Well, 
what this reminded me of is when I was in elementary school at my like weird Christian elementary school that I briefly went to, we held a mock election for the 2000 election. Oh my um, and I, well, George W. Bush won in a landslide again, weird Christian <laughs> elementary school, even though it was in California, you were in Virginia by now. Oh, no, California. no, I was in California, but there are a lot of weird Republicans in California. Remember Kevin Ronald McCarthy. Reagan. McCarthy, uh, Schwarzenegger. They're all in Orange County, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, and and this was, again, weird Christian private school, so whatever. But um, I remember feeling like I didn't have enough information on both candidates to say one way or another, so I marked off independent, and then the boy who sat next to me, who was so cute, and he had perfect spiky hair, and um, his stepbrother was in Eve 6, so I was obsessed with him. He leaned over to me and he said, independent means you don't get to vote. You should vote Republican. And I did change my vote to Republican. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. The truth wow. comes out. The truth comes yeah. out. And I voted Republican in that election. So. <laughs> wow. Um, and where it really matters, because George didn't win in a landslide in yeah. any of the election that year. Um, no. I will say, what does winning the daycare mean like do right. you get I wonder to choose what the, the person's snacks? policy I mean you're gonna hear uh you're gonna hear pronouns in there so I wonder what this 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 candidate this person's policy proposal was yeah more snacks yeah I just wonder if there's a debt ceiling there was some the election daycare. interference going on <laughs> yeah I'm I'm all for having elections at a daycare for like inanimate objects like I remember there was that like viral video of a really cute little girl a few years back talking about how in her class was voting for a hot dog or pizza and she was like I voted for the pizza I think that's great yeah, to, that's like, cute election stuff yeah. about like participating in elections is fun and important and you can have a vote and this is what it means to vote for something I don't really think we should do no. mock elections for real candidates or people or things because anything a little kid says is just a reflection of what they're saying at home or what they're hearing at home what or just I've heard that name before or one of the kids in the class being like that's my parent (laughs) yeah toddlers don't have political views their political views are like did she give me apple slices or not wait I'm I'm confused is this like this member of Congress was running for their PTA or I is think it what it like- was was like, oh, a congressional elections coming up to learn about elections. Let's do a mock one between this person and this one rather that's than like pick the for- best mom. That is a lot. That's a lot I don't for think preschool. There, there's really no context. Or where daycare. It's, uh, either way, there was some meddling going on. Don't that's we think? crazy. Um, and lame. <laughs> and really just goes to show that like, yes, we are a blue state, but there's some weird stuff going on. Just like Elise's weird little election at her school where somebody it- almost made her a lifelong Bush supporter. Totally. Like that would have I stuck mean, with somebody. If it wasn't a free thinking person like you, Elise, who heard, if you're if you don't vote for Republican, your vote won't count. I mean, that that would stick with me. It um I mean, it was a compelling, it was very compelling because again, I have to reiterate that he did have the gelled hair that flipped up in the front. Wow, and like so you're saying he was hot from Malcolm in the, the middle. The flip was bleached on the end. Well, so duh. to I I was powerless the flip in, beach, in yeah. 19, you know, 1999, I was powerless against Elise, that. You didn't, ha- you don't have to say that because you did go to a Blink-182 concert yesterday. Like, th- so and this we was know peak- that you were powerless against I, the spike flip. 
Exactly. That should honestly be banned in elections. No one should be yeah. able to have that. I'm guessing the version in daycare was that like McKinsey was going around like a tyrant saying, we vote, we vote, we vote red in this daycare. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for your call. Let's listen to the next message. Hi, ladies. Thank you so much for all the hard work you do every week. I'm literally obsessed with the pod. So quick story that I thought might give everyone a laugh. I went to the University of Delaware, like Elise, um, and one of our study abroad, quote unquote, opportunities was in Washington, D.C. I was a political science <laughs> minor, so I went on this trip. Um, we had a lot of really great sightings working on the Hill and working for nonprofits in D.C. I was lucky enough to meet Elizabeth Warren. It was amazing. So everyone was kind of waiting for their moment to catch, you know, a congressperson or whoever it may be, <clears throat> just get a nice photo op, meet them. It was kind of a running competition who could meet the coolest person, right? So my roommate, <laughs> she worked for a House of Representatives member out of New Jersey and was in the tunnels underneath the House uh, chambers going from one place to the next where she ran into none other than Newt Gingrich. Ew. So she was walking by. Kind of like, oh, well, at least it's cool that I saw him. When he winks at her <gasps> in the hallway. So, yeah, are men okay? <laughs> Definitely, absolutely no not a shot, not at all, never have been, never will be. So, <sighs> ladies, beware. If you see the newt, we may throw you a wink. <laughs> oh, no. What would you do if Newt Gingrich winked at you? And I also, if I'd you're do. Gen Z, what would you do? Tell his wife. His <laughs> wife is active on Twitter, and she looks like she can fight. She looks like if you go, if she goes to Coles and you tell her to put a mask on, you'll get stabbed. So I will be going and telling Miss Gingrich, "Hello, your husband is acting up." Because- well, and you know what, Miss Gingrich is actually the third Miss Gingrich, and he cheated on the past the previous right. two Mrs. Gingriches. So maybe it started he's with a known- wink. He's a known cheater. He was cheating while he was running the Clinton impeachment. Terrible. So he de- that's not an innocent wink. That's mm. not that that's an invitation. I was thinking that, but given his yeah, given his well, history. I was Well, I'm looking at sorry, I'm looking at the history right now. I'm sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt. And it's about 20 years that each marriage lasts. So is, is um, he due? It's he he's due for another wife. And I have a quick game. Mm. Would you rather? What do you think her name is? His his new wife's oh, I, name. It starts with a C. Uh, I know. Oh, I know it. Yeah, I know Callista. Callista. We all know Callista. I know. She's Calista. the one that uses the most nuts face tune. Yes, and, and she only face tunes herself, and she doesn't <laughs> yes, face tune him, face which him. is so funny. He, he so, doesn't deserve. So funny. now we know he's winking at yeah, people. You know, uh, one voicemail that I I really really did think that we would get, and I I would love if just one of you could could do me a solid. I really thought at least one voicemail would be like, I see what you what Amanda meant about Joe Manchin. No one's gonna do that. Amanda, no one. I just want one. One validation. No. And if you don't know what we're talking about, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to listen to every other podcast that we've ever done uh, to to hear that weak moment. Uh, Thank you for that anecdote. That was Chef's Kiss. And go blue hands. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? 
I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. Let's listen to our next one. Hi, Betches. Here's what would you rather for you. Would you rather miss your dad's wedding or risk? having your partner be arrested. I'm in a conundrum right now because my dad is getting married in fucking Florida and my partner who I live with is a transgender man. As of July 1st, my boyfriend who looks like a man, has a man's name, um, has a male gender marker on his driver's license is not able to use the men's restroom in Florida. Um, it will be illegal for him to do that. Would anybody know that he was assigned female at birth? Probably not, but maybe. Um, regardless, it will be illegal for him to use the restroom. And if someone asked him to leave and he said no, he would be arrested. The alternative is that this person who clearly looks like a man uses the women's restroom because, oh, by the way, they're also trying to get rid of uh, all-inclusive restrooms in Florida. Um, so, I mean, realistically, yeah, I'll probably go without him, but I just feel sick at the thought of even, like, going, setting foot there, spending money, contributing to their economy, pretending like it's okay. Um so as much as we're talking about Florida, I feel like we need to be talking about it more because it's like we should not be doing business there. We should not be going there. Um, it's disgusting. I guess that's all I have to say. Love you guys. I'm really sorry that that's you have America. to go through. Yeah. yeah, like I'm really sorry that you have to go through that. And it's really unfair. And I feel like, I mean, I know that, you know, I'm a victim of like, you know, not blowing off Ron DeSantis's things because I do understand it's very serious, but um, yeah, like you know whether they're culture wars or not, whether they'll be thrown out in a few years or not, you know there are real people suffering at the hands of this man, and this man does want to be president, and we should take all of this seriously because this is, you know, this is shit that you know a privilege that people 
that all of us have that we, you know, it's like using the fucking bathroom at a family's event, you know, like it's just, it's so stupid and I'm really sorry. And also like I have family in Florida, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to Florida for my friend's bachelorette party and I'm planning things. And I mean, I know this is like, doesn't compare at all, but I saw Rick Scott post this thing about like, how communist and socialists are not welcome in Florida and mm-hmm. all this thing and they'll be kicked out and all this shit. And, and I even got scared because, you know, I like do fundraisers for the DSA and I've like talked a lot about economic inequality and I'm just like, I mean, I think this is a joke, but is something going to happen to me, you know? And, um, obviously like, again, doesn't compare to like, you know, and again, I don't know. I think just this, this whole, your voicemail was just like the, it's a real human, you know, real humans are being impacted by this stuff. And then like, there's no winning. Like, it's not like your partner can go into the woman's room, you know, there's no practical way. It's just literally outlawing trans people, which is just doesn't, it's not going to happen. You can't outlaw that. So that's just my two cents is like, I'm really sorry. And this is crazy. I agree totally with what Millie was saying, and it kind of reveals what the true intention of these laws are, which is to like exile trans people to make it so that you can't come to a celebration in this state without essentially detransitioning for the state. Like that's what they would actually want because they know that someone like the caller's partner who has completely transitioned has a male identification card based on what the caller says reads as male to anyone who would see him like that person is not welcome in a woman's restroom Mm -hmm. and it's illegal for them to go in the men's restroom so what the state really wants is for you to have to detransition or not come here or out yourself or whatever yeah or whatever but they also know that like the actual reality of someone who is assigned female at birth, but is a man and lives as a man going into a woman's restroom is not actually the safe haven for women that they like purport it to be. If their whole thing is that it's for like, what do they think? What do they say it is? It's like, they think it's about safety, but then as our listener said, like, if they think all trans people are dangerous, as our listener has said, this person has presented as a man for a long time. Their license has the gender marker. So she's right. Not a lot of people are – no one's going to clock that this is a transgender person. And and uh, we know that person's not dangerous. But it's like then your law is not working. Like, you only think that the people that um, – that don't fully pass are are dangerous. It's just her, her message just laid out the entire hypocrisy and is so again like we we talk about it a lot and we joke about it and of course it's probably easy to say as she said like of course he's probably nobody is going to notice but like it's still like I think we're all sort of thinking about things about our own identity that might be similar and like yeah. I don't know as like a Jewish person I don't look Jewish I don't have like I have kind of a Jewish last name but it's like I wouldn't go somewhere where Jews are not welcome even if I could. Even if I could pass, it's just not a risk that's worth taking. And, you know, as much as like I hope your family, you know, offered to control what they can, whether that's making sure this person is safe at the event, but you're, they're going to need to use the bathroom elsewhere in Florida other than 
other than the wedding. So it's, it's really sucks that you're gonna have to go and without your partner. And like, I think that is probably the right, the right choice. Just so everybody don't feels go at all. safe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I wonder if it had to be in Florida or if this is, you know, he did just sign this law, but like Millie said, this is a conversation that's probably should come up a little bit more, which is just sort of, we've all sort of just been like living in this world where this is happening to Florida, but we're still vacationing in Miami. And it's sort of like, when is that going to become um, untenable? Cause for some people it already is. Some people already cannot go there. Well, also, too, the thing that's also happening, which is like, again, checking myself as as somebody who's like in New York and in whatever, like the little bubble. And then just like, again, people are impacted by this stuff. And and what else what is also happening as a result of these laws is that people are trying to clock and police people who aren't trans, who are cis, who they think don't pass. You know, there's a a comedian, somebody I know in my network, um, Marcella, uh, I have to figure out how to pronounce her last name. She's very tall. She's like six, like more than six feet tall. And she's been get have she's been sharing on the internet about how she's had a hard time going in bathrooms because people think that she's trans and like if you don't present a certain way or maybe you're wearing like androgynous clothing or whatever like these are the things like this is the slippery slope Mm -hmm. and this is why you can't tell and and again like you know a trans you know they want to out trans people quote unquote but like a trans person who has transitioned whether you think they pass or not is out you know, and um, it's not anyone's responsibility or anything. And it, again, it's just a slippery slope. And the fact that you're anxious about this, the fact that you've been thinking, even though like there's probably a high chance that you know there's a chance that like no one cares and you're just like fine. And this is just at a symbolic law. The fact that you're thinking about it, like that's the point. Like that's the cruelty is the point is like mm-hmm. they yeah. want you to like be disconnected yeah. from family and all this shit, you know, for their pleasure. So, and that's what they take from people. That's mm-hmm. what these laws take from people. They take being able to enjoy what should be a fun family event. They take something that should be for you and your partner and they throw a wrench into it because you guys dared to have a non conventional life or relationship whatever by their standards you know yeah Yeah, like it's Mm -hmm. like to them you guys aren't exactly conforming to what they think and that was your choice yeah and so now you have to have a fraught time at your father's wedding which fucking sucks and it sucks that like a state government can put you in a situation like i don't know people's weddings are fraught family events as it is but that like a state government can get involved to throw a wrench into something and make it harder and try to put you in a situation where you have to choose between your dad's wedding and your partner's safety like that's fucked up thank you for your message and i hope that you uh have a little bit of fun and that your partner just like plans the most indulgent fun weekend for themselves when you when you go away Let's listen to our next one. Hi, bitches. Um, First, I just wanted to say how much I love your podcast. My name is Emily, and I'm from Ohio. I'm a substitute teacher. Right now, I'm filling in for um, another teacher that's on maternity leave. 
But the reason I'm calling is I wanted to kind of give you some good news in response to all of the book banning and um, and um, access to transgender health care being denied to minors specifically. I have a trans uh, child that's social trans transitioning in my class. And the first day that I came and called her by the wrong name, all of the kids immediately were like, don't call her that. She doesn't like to be called that. Call her by this other name. And it was just really great to see how accepting and how uh, supportive all of these kids were to their peer. And it just really warmed my heart to see that happening, uh, you know, just given everything that's going on right now. Um, in addition, yesterday afternoon, uh, when I had my kids do a sign reading at the end of the day, um, one of my students pulled out a book that is frequently banned. And I recognized the title immediately because I heard of it. And uh, I asked her what the book was about, and she was just really excited and into this book. And it just made me feel so good to see kids themselves just kind of fighting back against these ridiculous you know, uh, denying them, you know, their their right to control their body, the right to control what they read and how to be educated. So I just wanted to leave you this comment in hopes that it kind of brighten up your day a little bit. Thanks again for all you do, and have a nice day. Bye. Aww. Very sweet. Yeah. It is very sweet. Yeah. And to me, this sort of like, I think adults want to make this all seem complicated. They're like, pronouns, what? What's a non-binary? But it is actually quite simple. There's also this sort of trend of like parents sharing their kids, describing it. And it's like, they get it. Non-binary can mean you don't identify as a boy or a girl, or you feel like you identify as both. And it's um, it's not that complicated and upsetting to kids. Like they, they can get it. And that is really really inspiring to hear that those sort of like messages are not because these kids also haven't like formed these crazy associations with their gender yet. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I like, I don't know why these old men are so bothered by the idea of people, you know, affirming the gender that they feel that they are, but it just shows that like purely on a human level, this is not, this is not an issue. And this is something we're capable of just like letting people, letting people live. Yeah. yeah. I've worked with kids for like many years. That was my always like, uh, day job gig and when I was working at the after school we had one kid who transitioned during my time there and it was my first experience like with a kid transitioning ever and the way that just the other kids at the after school just accepted what was going on so fucking fast not a ton of questions not a ton of back and forth about one thing or another I mean I don't know what went on at their own home if they asked questions, but it was just an extremely smooth transition for this child within the context of the after school itself. And it really showed me that like kids are learning new things every single fucking day. Kids are having their like world rocked <laughs> on a daily basis by people being like, did you know we're actually a rock that's floating in infinite space? Like they are learning these things all the time. So for you to present them with the idea of like, oh, by the way, some people, um, you think that they're a boy when they're born, but then we actually find out that they're a girl. Or some people don't feel like they're either. That's actually not the craziest thing your kid is going to hear 
on a given day. Like they're going to hear that on a day where they're like, oh, and by the way, you're made up of cells. (laughs) And they're like, your body is new every seven years. Yeah. Like it's they you're really not. I don't don't have the same vagina I had. No, (laughs) there's an invisible force that pulls you towards the center of the earth. And that's why everything stays on the ground instead of floating away. Like they're learning Ah, these things on a daily fucking basis. The earth is flat. Yeah. For them to learn that like, for them to learn that like sometimes a boy and a boy fall in love. It's not, it's not, you're actually not rocking their world with that. Also, I was just thinking and like, it's not hard for kids to, not have like they don't have this strong association with their gender that like older people do because also what it means to be a boy or a girl has changed so much you know and it just means something different and I think like people are always horrified with like when we talk about you know um the idea of kids detransitioning or puberty blockers or all of that stuff or like uh, my kid is going by a different pronoun at school than they are at home and it's like that is the easiest thing that you know if you're really worried about transitioning detransitioning and and all of that and somebody doing this uh, surgery that they regret which is again the it's very low probability and there's all these things that, you know, but if you're actually like, that's a concern for you. The easiest way to combat that is really like letting kids live. And that's what, you know, and it's again, let, you know, letting people choose their pronouns, letting children experiment and see like, what would it be like if I wore these kind of clothes today? And like, what do I want? And like having it be as smooth as possible for the, for them. So it's not like this scary thing that they feel like they have to rush into when they finally get the opportunity. And again, like not (laughs) people don't, um, it's very, very low percentage of people that actually do regret any kind of transition. So it is, even though, and people on the right or people that disagree with this, which have you think would have you think that all of those people then become anti-trans activists who go on speaking tours about their regrets, no. which is like you know an even smaller amount of people, but they are generally the ones that get the most attention because the people that just were like, "I'm chill, I changed my mind and moved on with my life," like that's not they're not they're moving on, they're not you know trying to get on Fox News. All right, let's. I think we've got time for it. Two more. Hi, Betches Up team. My name's Emily. I live in Greenville, South Carolina. I wanted to flag a story about my house representative, William Timmons. Um, back in June 2022, it came out that Rep Timmons was having an affair with his wife's best friend. From there, the husband of the best friend claimed that Timmons tried to influence police and judges to have the man jailed on kidnapping charges. He then this spent is all true. Uh, several months wearing an ankle monitor and was separated from his daughter. The charge was eventually expunged, but the man uh, shared all of this tea on a podcast last summer. Timmons and his wife filed for separation in the fall, and I think there might be other ethics violations that were being investigated in House 2. How lucky am I to have this representative? Uh, Thanks so much. Oh, I did not. She said South Carolina, right? Yes. Oh, man, that was definitely a few weeks old. I did not mean to bring this up on the week of your abortion ban. I am sorry. (laughs) But also, I want to know the podcast. (laughs) I'll send it to you. I think she I think it was in uh, it was in the transcript. There's also something kind of similar going on right now with Ken Paxton that I did not have time to get all into. But Ken Paxton is like on the verge of being impeached. That's like that clip I sent you of that drunk guy. (laughs) Like Mm. there's these people if you are going listen, 
people, monogamy does not work for everybody. Yes. If it does not work for you, perhaps don't become a public person or do not become a public person who espouses family values or also one that does ethics violations. It's just the audacity, the audacity. We need more men with imposter syndrome. Yeah. I. Mm. It just makes me think like anybody can be in the house, man. Yeah. <laughs> a state house? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, the lower you go, it's like anybody can get on in there with the wife's <laughs> best friend. That's crazy. Why is that always the case? Huh? Scandal. Crazy. And then mm-hmm. like using fucking um his power to make the the stepdaddies or the you mm-hmm. know the dad like the baby daddy's fucking life hell. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. And this is this is the power trip that these people actually want to be on. And they're like, yeah, I'll just ban, I'll just ban healthcare while I'm at it. Why not? I'm here. I'm crazy. around. All right. Finally today. This has been one of my favorites that's been in the inbox for a while. Do you guys remember a little bit ago? I think it was actually our first Are Men Okay? Where we talked about a gentleman who was really, really upset by dairy alternative milks. Yes. Um, He is a known person in his community, and we have a voicemail about him. Hey, Betches. This is Rain. So I know I've DM'd this to you before, so I don't know if you'll want to air it or not. Oh, yes. But I unlocked a core memory about... Pennsylvania Congressman uh, John Joyce, when you talked about him not being okay over milk on the podcast one day. Um, So I needed to share my story. For those who don't know, he was actually a dermatologist um, in central Pennsylvania. He and his wife had a practice together. And I'd had this mole on my back that kind of grew as I grew ever since childhood. So my mom finally wanted me to, like, have it looked at when I was maybe, like, 20 years old. Um, So we went to him because he's, like, the only dermatologist in Altoona. (laughs) And he basically said he didn't think it was a problem, but he wanted to remove it anyways just to check and make sure it wasn't cancerous. Cool. Normal mole removal is, like, a quick freeze-off, but no, no. (laughs) He told me that because... I was such a young and pretty girl. He didn't want me to have a scar. So he insisted that I get it removed via plastic surgery. (laughs) So I had very minimal, like non-crazy plastic surgery on the back to remove a mole, all because this now Republican (laughs) representative wanted, was worried about scarring on my back. (laughs) And the kicker to all of this is that the scar that's on my back now is fucking huge. Like, <laughs> it's for sure bigger than it would have been if it would have just been frozen off. So, oh, fuck. men are not okay. <laughs> John Joyce, not okay. Not okay. Ugh. That to me, okay, number one, it should be illegal for your doctor to call you pretty. I'm sorry. I don't need my doctor yes. to say a fucking word about my level of attractiveness I one feel way like or the other. like a female doctor can tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> and not like I in guess. a nice way. In a nice way, I feel like. I don't even I don't even want that because I'm like Wow, we finally disagree on this podcast. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I don't even want that. Because I'm just like, I don't know. I, I don't want to be I don't want you to be I don't want to be perceived in that my, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't want you to be like thinking about me in that way. The nice lady that wears clogs at Planned Parenthood that just gave me a pap smear can call me pretty. Yes. What's funny about this too <laughs> is that I definitely when I was doing that segment, there was part of me and I think I said out loud, like, I maybe this might be okay if this guy's a doctor, but I don't think he is. Of course he ended up being a doctor, but we are validated that he is 
Yeah, not not a great one. That's fucked up. I've, I've, I've had like weird things like that before where it's like doctors think they know, especially male ones, like better than you about how you'd like your body, uh, oh, yeah, you, your body to look. I just wonder if, I don't know, because I feel like there's a ton of bullshit in the American healthcare system where it's like if you get ref- if you refer a patient to this, you get an extra such oh, and yeah. such. So I'm like, I wonder if he has some kind of deal that's like the more patients you refer to such and such clinic, you get something in return or whatever. Maybe he foresaw the backless dress trend. And yeah, that she wanted minimal scarring. It's just funny if everyone, anyone, like, oh, what happened to your back? It's like, you know, did you see that congressman that hates almond milk? Well, boy, do I have a story for you. Who loves dairy milk. Like, I have like an inverse story like this where when I was young, I got hit in the head and they brought me to like a very small hospital like in July, which is when residents start. And it was like, I mean, you can't see it. It was right next to my eye. It was a huge gash and health insurance wouldn't pay for to have us to have me transferred i had like the opposite situation where it's like everyone will be fine we can stitch her up she'll look fine you'll never notice and my mom was like no 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 we're bringing her to a plastic surgeon and uh i have a lot of medical trauma around it and i wish i could have made that decision myself but uh it was the right one thank you mom i (laughs) stitched up my face and you can't see anything so if that doctor ever is elected and he has some weird views i'll have a i'll have a an opposite story but man uh, so on brand for that guy Truly, yes. Children need children need uh, dairy milk and to have flawless back skin. Weird. Except not because they ruined, they left her a scar. Wow. What a range! What a range of voicemails, right? I know. I love it. We will have. <laughs> we great. will continue to add these to the episode and do episodes like this. Thank you to everybody who called. Thank you. I hope everyone who called with a crisis or dilemma uh, is able to find is able to find some peace. And I, I um, am curious what we'll learn about Ice Spice and Taylor, or I guess we probably have by now. If you want to keep hearing voicemails, we need to hear them from you. If you've got a story, an anecdote, local tea, a pressing question, a would you rather, whether it's silly or serious, please give us a call at 212-287-5244. We will, of course, be playing more voicemails for you later this week. That is our show for today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.